poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And since today is Tuesday, it's a tactical day. I'm joined by John. John, how you doing, sir? How's it going, Brad? We got a new um, new concept for today's episode of Tactical Tuesday. Uh, we're going to try out a, a new format. You want to talk about it or should I should I break it? I think you should, this is your brainchild. You you, okay. you came okay, up okay. with this. You, you're the one that put all the pieces together, so go so, for it. Uh we're going to go over two hands that I played uh over the last week. Um both hands are hands where I bluffed the river. Brad has not seen either of these hands. Um one of the bluffs did go through and one of the bluffs uh got bluff caught. Brad is going to try to Brad is going to look at both hands without the final river result and try to guess which one went through which one didn't uh at the end of the episode we'll show brad and and all the listeners the, the actual result of the hand uh there's a little bit of a wager on this on this too right are we allowed to do this on youtube or spotify yeah. are we sure we're not, yeah, we're not breaking I, I any think, rules or i think betting amongst each other is not frowned upon or not illegal <laughs> it's just a <laughs> friendly wager amongst two human beings um we just we decided after we we initially did a take of the intro and realized, oh, we should probably bet on this. So we, we had to come to terms. So basically, if I get it right, um, John owes me 100 bucks and some pride. And if I get it wrong, I owe him 100 bucks and some pride. So that's where we landed. And so uh, after, yeah, after we look at the first hand, we'll look at the second one, and then we'll, we'll show which of these was the bluff or which of these went through and which of these did not go through. So, John, I, I think you should take it away since yeah, this is your rodeo. And number one, uh, this is at 510 no limit, playing at a full table. Uh, I open pocket kings from middle position to $25. The button, who appears to be a reg, he's playing 22, 18, 9, or 10 over 106 hands. Um, has like 130 big blind stacks. So really, everything seems to be Everything seems to point to him being a reg. Um, I checked the flop. The flop is ace, queen, 10, rainbow. Again, I have pocket kings. Reg, c-bets, or uh, sorry, reg, floats, flop for about one third. Um, I was honestly, I was honestly shocked to see this, to see him bet the swap at all. I just fully expected this to go check, check. Um, I also thought that if he was going to bet the flop, it would probably be for a bigger size. Not really sure what sort of hands want to be doing this or should be doing this my like if i had to guess i think i would guess some like weak weak like ace three suited ace four suited that like didn't three bet or betting for thin value or something like that obviously you could have some random bluffs too but i'm not sure my all, all of my thought process now is honed in on <laughs> trying to figure out uh what villains <laughs> the top of villains range is and what they're doing um i think so one data point that I can see is that the big blind is a fish. 
So maybe this comes into play as it relates to villains flatting range. So like maybe they're a little bit stronger than they otherwise would be. Um, I think that they could have King Jack. Uh, the top of their range is likely going to just be like King Jack and then a set of tens, I would imagine. Um, and like you, I wouldn't expect them to bet very often. I mean, maybe they bet Ace Jack on the flop here. Maybe that's yeah, another okay, one that okay. they flat with and bet okay. that makes some sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe Jack mm. Nine suited. Like maybe another one that mm. okay, okay. Uh, has an open ender, but oh. so nothing for you to do except check call, right? Yep. I call the flop. Check the eight of hearts turn. Yep. Yeah. I check the turn. Button bets seventy six dollars, about three quarters pot to one hundred and five dollars. I think I could be folding my hand here. Honestly, maybe I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think the turn should just be a fold. Now I don't know what you beat. I don't know what bottom of villains ranges. Jack nine is now a straight. Um, betting twice. I mean, they can't have like king X of hearts because you have the king of hearts. So like king seven of hearts or something like that. So, I mean, this just is feels like a, a pretty good hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think like when I watched this hand back, I was like, yeah, maybe I, I should just probably just be folding the turn. Um, I don't think it's maybe. I think you just should be folding the turn. <laughs> In my defense, I did not think that I didn't did not uh, Jack Nine was like one of the hands that I did not think about for some reason. Um, but yeah, that's totally a re- Jack Nine suited is like completely uh, reasonable hand to expect a reg to flat on the button with a fish in the big blind and at the flop and you know now he has straights so at the turn big. Um, in game, I just remember thinking like I was I was still like stuck on the fact that he bet the flop small, and I was like, well, okay, now he's like, what are you saying? You have like ace eight suited, like exactly. It just feels like you're repping so thin. I guess you could have king jack. I guess you could have tens that you the don't through that. Problem is, it's hard for them to just have two blank cards. I mean, like it, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't. You you have the king of hearts. I, I don't know. Like even like jack ten of hearts, maybe something like that, but. I don't know why they would bet the flop. Um, yeah, so I, I'm a little confused. Do you here expect I, a river bet? Do you expect a river bet? Yes. Very frequently when you see this size. Yes. Yeah, I think. I mean, good. the fact that they went bet bet, like the river bet is coming because I mean, they're they're polling on the turn. Their bluffs. I think that have makes my bet. call more acceptable. <laughs> yeah. So you're calling to set up a river check raise facing the bet, right? Like that's that's your plan yeah. here. So I call, I do check the river, and button goes with overbet. That's $338 into $258. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. we, we know it's going to happen. You, you <laughs> so, have we even told the podcast listener the board? I don't even know if we've mentioned the board at this point. The podcast listener is just like I in did, the dark. I, I said the flop. We said the turn. Okay. So the, the final board the here, yeah, the final board is the ace of diamonds, queen of hearts, ten of spades. Eight of hearts, so Jack Nine completes on the turn. The river's a tray of diamonds. Uh, John checks. There's 258 in the pot, and the villain bets 338. And now John rips it, and the villain has 865 dollars behind. And we don't know the result yet. Um, without anything to really compare this to, I think we just need to, you know, hit hit the break and move on to the next hand. I, I guess my thoughts are that villain is can call with King Jack. Um, I think that's a pretty, pretty clear call. I don't know what they do. 
I guess they just call with Jack nine. I don't know what they do with like a set of tens though. Yeah. So anything else they probably fold, but they, they, they have a hand here. I think that's very clear that they have some kind of good hand that you're trying to fold like two pair plus. You don't think they have any bluffs. I mean, if they have bluffs and like, why are we jamming the river? Like, I mean, you're, I, you're trying to fold out two pair, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying that like I think I can fold out. I'm trying to fold out everything, but I'm just saying like you don't think they have any like bet folds on the river? No, I, I'm not saying that they don't have bet folds. Oh, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. I, I, any, I think any, they like, could bluff. bet fold like two pair, but I mean, whether or not they have bluffs is irrelevant because you're trying to fold out like two pair. All right, plus. All right. I guess I was just I was stuck on the fact that you're like they have a hand here for sure. Like, I, I'm pretty certain they have a hand. I, I mean, they would just have to be out in la la land going like bet 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 on this board without a hand so all right we got this one in our brains I you can't... hopeful that this one got through just just early feelings without without the other hand to look at my early feeling is i don't know i need to look at the second <laughs> hand to compare that's perfect, my perfect. that's my feeling that's what i wanted that's what i want yeah um all right so stick around after the break we'll look at the second hand and then we'll pull back the curtains and john will Yeah, show us the result. Stick around after the break. You've survived pre-flop boot camp. You've shot the fish in a barrel. Now, prepare yourself for the feeding frenzy. A comprehensive strategy for gutting every fish in your player pool. Data-driven hero bluffs. Light call-downs and perfect value bets that are maximally designed to hurt some feelings. Feeding Frenzy. Available now at ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Feeding Frenzy. All right, so we're back with hand number two in today's John concoction here. Uh, we should probably make it to where the YouTube watcher can see, because I believe it's this player, right? Yeah, it's the big blind. Yeah, the big blind. We'll mess around with the overlay. All right. So let's just dive into this hand. I mean, let's cut to the chase and kind of see. And so my my thoughts on the first hand are that villain has limited value or limited bluffs. And like three combos of tens, maybe the remaining combos of King Jack, maybe four combos of Jack nine. So a lot of value in villain's range. So that first bluff feels already uh, like tough getting it through, but also jamming over the overbet um, really hard for you to have bluffs there too. Ah, this game. It's doing it's it's serving your intended purpose, by the way. You whether you win or lose a hundred dollars, I this is what I wanted. Yeah, you get the sweat. Uh, watch me sweat. I I was worried that, like, like my biggest fear with this concept was like you just be like, oh, obvious, like this one clearly never goes through, and this one, you know, has a good chance of going through. I haven't thought about this one very much, so you know, let's let's look at the second (laughs) hand and, and, and see. Um, all right, so. This hand starts with me on the button. Uh, again, we're playing 1K. Now I open 7-5 of hearts to $30. The big blind, who looks like a reg, 
uh, where about 100 big blinds effective. He defends the big blind. Uh, he checks the flop, 9-3 deuce, uh, rainbow with one heart. I start out with a half pot c-bet, calls. Turns the jack of clubs, there's $126 in the pot, big blind checks again. Um, I'm just kind of going crazy for no reason here. And What's an overcard? Card. Overcards are generally good cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, just meant like, I've, you know, my hand is yeah. clearly unrelated <laughs> to the board. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to go a little crazy, right? Um, so you bet 70% on the turn with your seven high villain calls and the river is an ace. So the river completes four five. You have a five villain checks. What do you think about <laughs> river sizing river sizing first? Yeah. I mean, I, I do put out the, I do put out the tiny one third on the river. Um, but would you have just gone big? I think big is standard, but. I would have just gone big personally, but you know. I've been thinking a lot about the last episode of Doctor Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I know. You I've been thinking me. about yeah what we talked about, like the induction size mm -hmm. on the river a lot, and kind of my conclusion, like long story short, after like listening to that episode like three times, is that I should use this to bluff more often. All right. Uh. Well. Oh, so I guess like my we'll just. Quickly going into my logic on the river, I think villain has gets the river with a lot of like one pair bluff catchers, uh, probably a lot of nine x, um, yeah, probably just like a, a ton of nine x. And I think like on this particular runout, they're going to struggle to like have the desire to call with their bluff catchers, like facing this tiny bed. And just I, I thought that they would think that I'm not bluffing here often enough, and that they would turn um, turn some of their like. 9x bluff catchers into bluffs and also like they can find you know value raises with like hand like ace deuce or ace three or even like ace nine um i can rip over that and just kind of put them in a tough spot given that they never have like aces jacks nines they probably don't even have four or five because i think four or five just check raises the flop a lot mm -hmm. and they could just fold a tray or deuce sure, sure. if they decided right. to call the turn yeah maybe he just pulled a nine here and thinks like oh he just he never bluffs the size you have a lot of available bluffs, I think, is the problem with the nine. Is like 8-10, queen-10, king-queen. Um, you just have a lot of hands that you can bluff with. Uh, but you also have like ace-4, ace-5 that can go like thin value as well. Yep. All right. So we're using the induction bet with seven high one week later after last week's episode. God only knows uh, this. Uh... <laughs> That's right. We're now inducing with seven high. Okay. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we get, just come such a long way from yeah. We get raised. <laughs> I remember coaching sessions from like years ago, talking about like small size bluffs on the river. Um, it, it's amazing. It's it's amazing how far you've come uh, <laughs> in the past year. Um, just to recap the action, I bet I bet one third pot on the river. I bet ninety three dollars until like two eighty eight, and the big wide check raises to three hundred sixty dollars. Right, and because this is me trying to figure out which of your bluffs went through, I jam <laughs> by the way. <laughs> another another bet is going in the middle here. So you bet three bet the river. Um, so you do have all the four fives. Of aces, of jacks, of nines. I don't know if I would actually bet the river small with those hands, but 
I mean, those are hands that I very, very much have, and he very, very much doesn't. Yeah. Um, I got to say, all right, so, man. So the first hand, I think, <sighs> the first hand, I think you can get some hero folds. Because, like, it's really hard for you to figure out, for them to figure out what bluffs you have. But King Jack is a very natural part of their range. Here, you said that you think villain check raises 4-5. See, now now I have to use, like, data points on your analysis here of the second hand. Like, you, yeah, you I really villain, should, I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> which basically... I knew this was going to happen. I knew yeah. I was just going to talk too much. And, yeah. yeah, so basically, like, you think villain will check raise the 4-5, which means they probably don't have 4-5. Um, I mean, come on. You got to think they don't have 4-5, even if I didn't say that. Like, I mean... How do you not check raise 4-5? Don't you just look at the swap and you look at 5-4 in your hand and you're like, wow, this is, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I think that like it's going to be check raised with a high frequency. I don't know if it's going to be an absolute frequency. I also don't know how many like four or five offs they defend with, um, and I and I think that they will sometimes three bet four or five suited from the big blind as well. So, yeah, it's also yeah. kind of a stretch to have them just like check call a turn with four or five. That's yeah. I mean, like deuces leg. and trays are the most likely hands that they have here. Like flopping a set of deuces, flopping a set of trays. I think those those are the most likely hands in their value range. Um, the problem... Check raise, swap, or turn at some frequency too, especially deuces, like, or I think are just going to check raise, swap a lot. I mean, they got to have something, John. They, they got to have some kind of value uh, hand like to, ace, to check ace, raise. Ace, three, with. ace nine, jack nine, that doesn't check raise the flop or turn. Yeah, well, like, I think deuces can make sense because especially with what you have and the actions you've taken thus far, uh, they, they can trap another bet on the river, uh, yeah. likely yeah, a big yeah, yeah. bet um, right. by calling and calling um, from your low equity hand. So I, I think like deuces and trays are, are likely here. Um, do deuces and trays fold to your jam? I don't know. I feel like this is the one that gets caught. Ah, but this is like such a loose formation. Like, what bluffs do I have? Really? Like, he's just like, I would bet queen 10 or 10 8 small on the river, like, hoping, you know, like, that's just. Yeah, right. I mean, deuces, <laughs> I and, deuces and trays can beat ace jack if you decide to rip for value. Sure. That's a good point. Um, the king's hand, the problem with the king's hand, like, villain does just have the nuts. Like, yeah. they could just have king jack, and it's like quite easy. Oh my God. This is such a predicament here um the i can't drag this on forever so i really need to make a a final judgment it's a flip I, I, come on just just no there's information here john it's more <laughs> yeah, if, um, the, if there's information and the decision is close and one got through and one didn't then it's just a flip yeah you, you keep pushing on like the hands that they could have in this hand and i don't know why um the other hand you seem no, to i be... think the other one I, like the other one i just like I, like i really struggled to like I, I think like i made a mistake like on the flop and turn like i just did not give them like i thought they three bet tens i thought like you know yeah okay fine maybe they they flat like king jack offsuit and like some i didn't even think about jack nine suited honestly i i wasn't even thinking about it um like i was like yeah they kept king jack offsuit but whatever i have two kings like i just i don't know what they're saying they have like i was like i guess you have like ace eight or ace three and think that like i just never check an ace on the flop or turn and like 
you think I'm just going to bluff catch a lot? Or like maybe once I call a turn, you think I'm like, I have a decent number of aces and you're just going to go crazy with your ace eight and ace three and try to like get me to bluff catch for the max. Yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of thoughts going through yeah. my head in that end. So a lot of which were wrong. I think. So I'm going to ask you a question here before I place my guess. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. You don't, you don't have to answer it, right? The, the question is, in your analysis of either hand, it, have you been forthright in your thoughts or any manipulation here, given no, the no, dynamic? No. Uh, everything I said was actually like what was going through in, in, my, in my head. Man, I'm so, entrust, I'm so untrusting of you right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I like deliberately withheld a piece of information that I was planning on telling you and the viewers at the beginning of the episode, but then we put money on it, and I was like, I don't know if I want to say this now. But I like, think that I, I did like I did like withhold information, but I didn't I I, I didn't say anything that was like, yeah. I think this is this is the one that doesn't go through. That's my thought. So that, seven five that, does not go through, and the kings goes through. That's my that's that's what I think. Yeah. All right. You sure? Yeah. Lock it in. Final answer. You're Final you're, answer. you're, right, you're right. smirking right now. We'll so <laughs> we need to we're gonna have to upload the other video and show it for the YouTube listener because I don't know the answer either. Um. So stick around. Just one momento. All right, we got it loaded up. And so now we got the moment of truth. Uh, so for the podcast listener, hand number one, the Kings, that's the one that I said I thought went through, right? Yep. All right. So we see what Villain has on YouTube right now. Villain has tens, so they're going to have a set. Uh, they do flat the button, which, by the way, I, I did think that they would flat hands like tens. Um, on the button here because of the the fish in the big blind. I don't know exactly why, but I mean, I just have to imagine that's why they flatted because it, it's almost yeah. just always. I mean, like tens is not some like you know, not some insane flat. That's true. Uh, I mean, if if you mix tens on the button facing MP open, like I would be like, yeah, that's that's. I yeah, I think it is like a a highish mix facing UTG, um, and probably MP. So. This is it, right? The moment of truth, the overbet. So tens, bet small, bets big, and then overbets. John jams the river. And no. It goes <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as I said, I think villain can find some hero folds here. Yeah. Jeez. Um, he called it. He did. This is a massive hero fold. Oh, is it? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what folding tens here is. Is it, is it really a hero fold when you overbet the river and get gems on? I don't know if it's a hero fold, but it's a set that goes into muck. <laughs> like, it's a big fold. Um, probably a fold that that is correct. I think you got to be some kind of psychopath to have bluffs here. Um, but unluckily for them, they ran into the psychopath who had had <laughs> folded really fast. Had the bluff. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. I think you should just fold the turn for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think I should just fold the turn. <laughs> <laughs> Which means this one is probably not going to go through. So, Villain in the second hand for the podcast listener has ace jack off. The flop is deuce tray nine. John bet half pot. They called. Turn was a jack. They check called. And then the river was an ace. And John bet a third. They decide to check raise his third river. Uh, third pot river bet here. John bet three bets at all in and villain calls. Um, we've talked about the bet three bet before 
<laughs> about how the the saying is the, how the saying goes. I'm going to raise here and then fold. Right. This is what people always say, like during Poker Power Hour. I'm just going to raise the river for value and then fold to the the bet three bet. In my experience, I don't think anybody in the world has ever folded to my bet three bet on the river in the history of me bet three betting. Like they just they just don't fold. Um, Last tax fold Tuesday. With the king six, the guy folded ace jack on the river. Huh, that was a week ago, man. I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have really have a hand, but he folded. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you're uh, your induction. induction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I actually, I mean, I take it back. Like I remember bet three betting one hand specifically where villain folded top two pair. I guess people can, but I think the problem with bet three betting on the river, and it's not even tactical, like. What's interesting is I think the tactics go out the window when people face a bet three bet and they just spite call. Like, honestly, that I think is what I think very much happened in this hand. This guy tanked all the way down with like one second left in this time. Make. He was like, fuck it. Like, wow, I just how can I fold this and just like click call? And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, do I really have a hand that's worse than ace jack here? Like ever. Well, you got the seven five of hearts. <laughs> That's a funny thing to say. It's a funny thing for the man with his seven five of hearts to say on Deuce Trade Jack like, Nine. I'm crazy. Ace. I might be crazy, but you're even crazier, dude. Like you think I have a worse hand than Ace Jack when I do this? Like, please. What about their raise on the river? I think their raise on the river. Um, I mean, the fact that they're like heavily considering folding, I think, makes their raise somewhat questionable because. Man, like you have all the good hands. I mean, you have straights, you've got sets. Like, I mean, I think it's what it's, it's exactly what you just said. This guy probably was like, Look, I have a, like a really good hand, and if I get jammed on, I'm, I'm gonna fold, but I'm just I have to like raise this for value because I beat you know, like ace fours, and like maybe this dude just value bets ace king for this size, thinking that like I don't have a you know enough of a range that I can call like a big bet. So like I could very much I could very easily see this guy just being like, yeah, I'm gonna raise pull the river, and then he just didn't. Yeah, like like I said, I think the tactics go out the window. Once they raise the river, um yeah, villains like even strong players, like I they just will spite call, like I guess to call to spite their own stack. Um, but whenever they do it against you or I, it it, it just spites us. <laughs> <laughs> And doubly spite you because you just lost a hundred bucks on Tactical Tuesday. Yeah, well, dropping the bucket compared to the gave this guy here. <laughs> yeah, so. he just continues spiting you after the yeah. um, continual spitage. Uh, good episode today. Give us give us feedback on YouTube and the YouTube comments section, and in the in the village about this format because it was pretty fun. Pretty fun uh, being put on the spot in real time. Maybe I can, one of these days, get some hands to put John on the spot and turn the tables. Um, I've now officially joined the ranks of podcasters and YouTubers who make content and lose money. There you go. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you in your team? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see you in your... <laughs> <laughs> Today's the first time I've made money on YouTube, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Mark moment. <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, I won't be seeing you around here very, very, very much anymore. Uh, that's gonna do it 
for this uh, this episode. And only one thing left to say. Next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.